0: Are you willing to be vulnerable? A life can be measured by how many difficult conversations you're willing to have, like the true value of a life, how much you're willing to risk for what you really want, right? So if you know you want somebody, then being just honest about it, again, without any sense of demand or obligation, is the scariest, truest thing to do. You know, one of these things that we talk to our men about all the time, and it never gets old in a relationship, is what's the scariest, truest thing you can do or say next?
1: Welcome to Men This Way, the podcast for every man who seeks to live his deepest purpose in life, who's committed to showing up fully and giving his unique gifts to the world. Because if not you, then who? I'm your host and fellow journeyman, Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y, Reeves. Men This Way. Do you ever repress your desires for fear of being judged or rejected? Do you know how to lead powerfully with authenticity in the dating and relationship world? And are you turned off and secretly fascinated by the pickup artist world? Well, in this episode, my guests, Joshua Hathaway and Robert Schwenkler, and I mine these questions and more to make a meaningful difference in your life. Now quick note, although in this episode, we'll largely be talking in the context of men interested in dating, uh, but what we explore is absolutely applicable to men and women really who are already in relationships too. So please consider listening to this, even whether or not you're currently in the dating phase, although we'll be kind of focusing on that in our exploration. Now, I've known personally both Joshua Hathaway and Robert Schrenkler for a number of years now, and I have massive respect for them both. Amongst other worthy endeavors, they're the co-founders of both the Brotherhood Community and Authentic Dating Secrets, a training program that helps men learn how to date with integrity, authenticity, transparency, honesty, and true generosity. Essentially, the way I like to put it is they're helping men learn how to connect to their hearts and their balls and date from that place. Because in my experience, when a man learns to live connected to both his heart and his balls and his brains, and I've written a lot about this, even did a podcast episode not long ago about it. Well, he creates the most thrilling, the most powerful, rewarding, and most generous experiences, not just for himself, but for anyone who's lucky enough to be in his presence. And in this episode, we talk about both the challenges and the rewards of being authentic and vulnerable while dating and what that means. And that applies again to long-term relationships too. We'll also talk about the limitations of pickup artistry. If they're not already obvious, we'll elucidate some of those for you. And what may happen when a man begins the shift from dating to actual relationship with someone, and a lot more. And also, I want to acknowledge that in this episode, we're basically three heterosexual men, predominantly so anyway, talking about the challenges and adventures of dating, and we frame most of this conversation in a heterosexual context. So like with everything that I write, record or produce, please just take what resonates and discard what does not. This is a profound episode. So I encourage you to definitely stay tuned for Joshua's and Robert's three key takeaways at the end of this episode of Men This Way. And as I said earlier, they host an epic non-pickup artist dating course for men where you get to work with them directly called Authentic Dating Secrets. And if you're interested in learning with them and they're, they're really genuinely just good men. I really like them both. Go find their flagship dating program at this website, www.authenticdatingsecrets.com forward slash Brian, B-R-Y-A-N. And make sure you put that forward slash Brian in there so that they know and I know that you came from listening to this conversation. Again, it's AuthenticDatingSecrets.com forward slash Brian, Brian with a Y. Finally, if you want to share feedback or just share what this conversation inspired in you, please email me directly at brian at brianreeves.com. I would genuinely love to hear your thoughts. All right, let's dive. Robert Schwenkler and Joshua Hathaway Welcome to Men This Way. It's nice to have you both. How you guys doing?
2: Yeah, good. Stoked to be here.
1: Yeah, it's great to see you, man. Y'all can't see if you're listening to this. There's a lot of smiles on the on the camera right now, but we're we're men. We don't smile that loud. That's not true. I just made that shit up. But.
2: <laughs> right now we do.
1: Sometimes. <laughs> I just made it up, man. It's an old stereotype. And that's yeah. you know what I'm really excited about today is that when we start talking about doing this episode together about dating. One of the things that I run into constantly with the men that come to work with me is like there's this the pickup artist mentality mm-hmm. shows up because, you know, it's very outcome driven. And we'll get to that in a minute. But one of the things I just want to acknowledge right off the bat, the reason that the three of us are having this conversation is because I know that you men are a strong stand. I don't want to say against pickup artistry, but you're a stand for a deeper And more authentic and beautiful and profound and powerful way of dating and relating. So
2: Yeah. And I I wanna actually just speak to that briefly. I know men who have gotten I know really good men who have gotten really good things for pickup artistry. Yeah. From pickup artistry. So I'm not gonna go like smash it onto the ground. And obviously there's some stuff going on in the world that has gone on in that world that's that we're not into, that's not in integrity. And there's a lot of guys out there who have this view and experience of pickup artistry as this thing that they don't want anything to do with and so the work that we're doing around dating really is our answer to pua and it's for dudes who have good hearts and want to learn how to date really well you know and do it with integrity
1: yeah yeah totally and that's why even i language that like not against it but for something different and deeper and like the next evolution beyond that
0: yeah actual intimacy actual actual intimacy (laughs) you're right from the beginning, yeah, starting with yourself and then sort of working your way outward into the world, and, which is the opposite of PUA. PUA is a sort of an attempt to get what you want from someone. Intimacy yeah. is an opportunity to connect with another human being,
1: right? I like to say pickup artists may know how to get the girl, but they have no idea what to do with her once they have her.
0: Exactly. That's what we say all the time. There's no relationship ever that was founded upon manipulation. That was a good relationship, Right. Yeah. There's no good relationship ever founded on, on manipulation.
1: So before we keep going, let's I just wanna share with our listeners who you men are, what makes you qualified, not what books you read, but you know, your just briefly your experience. And we got two of you, and we wanna don't want to go too long in, in this episode. So why you two? Why are you doing this? Why you?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll take a lead. There's two different aspects of it. There's my own personal experience our own personal experiences with women and dating and intimacy. And then there's our work with men and how those two pieces really fit together. So for me, on the personal romantic level, I'm coming from a place where I've just uh, suffered really deeply around connecting with women. Tons of shame, tons of pain surrounding my sexuality and my sexual expression, tons of fear that if I shared desire for a woman, that I would be creepy or even that I would be like violating her boundaries somehow. There were years in college for me where I literally wouldn't let myself look at a woman on the street because I thought I was objectifying her and violating her somehow simply by having desire, you know? Mm -hmm. I've come a long way since then. And the principles that we've retroactively discovered are the ones that have allowed me to have just relaxed, confident, authentic, genuine, and also hot interactions with women and to really be able to allow myself to have more of what I want. And it turns out like, there's this belief that a lot of guys have that like, women are less sexual somehow or maybe even right. in the era of Me Too that women don't want anything to do with men anymore. Women want sex also for the most part. Every woman I've ever talked to wants good quality sex with a good
1: quality man. I find personally, and working with couples too, that often in a heterosexual relationship, the female partner tends to want sex a lot more than the guy does, actually. There's an interesting dynamic that forms there. It's not that she wants it more, but yeah, it definitely what you're pointing at, Robert, there's a huge mythology, a huge, huge lie there. That's- and
2: we want to dive into that because this is one of the foundational pillars of our work that we do with men, actually. So let's touch base on that again.
1: Cool. And real quick, Robert, you are right now dating. Yes, yes, dating. So you're actively dating.
2: And let me just fill in the other part of the blank. My purpose on this earth is to bring men together in spaces to connect more authentically with themselves, with other men, to just show up with more aliveness and joy and purpose in all parts of their lives. And that's been my core calling for the past seven years. It's how you and I know each other. And really passionate about supporting men around intimacy and relating and dating also.
1: Beautiful. Joshua. Joshua. Tell us about yourself, man. I know we had you on an earlier episode of of Men This Way, one of the early episodes, and man, that was a powerful, profound conversation. If anyone listening, if you haven't heard that one yet, go listen to it. It's incredible.
0: So Um, good, man. Yeah, it was such a precious convo. You know, I think the thing that um, qualifies me best to do what I'm doing here with authentic dating is that I happen to be a guy who had the great fortune of making more mistakes with women than most men have ever attempted, you know? And that ranges from being in a 12 year long marriage and having that go down in flames and ending the relationship rather than having the courage to do that, ending the relationship through an infidelity, you know, ultimately. Mm. And spending the last seven years like having to figure out how to date after getting hooked up really young and never having dated in my whole life, really, as a, you know, 30 something year old guy who was allergic to apps and trying to figure things (laughs) out. And so, You know, and then along that journey through, you know, monogamy, serial monogamy, polyamory, open relating, committed open relationships, all of these different emergent relationship explorations I've been in, have managed to continue to make a lot of mistakes, but also to discover a lot of gold in the process of dating and connecting with women. And the ultimate gold being that even more than any particular romantic relationship, I have relationships with women at large that are so incredibly nourishing And satisfying and exquisite and sensual and physical and playful and loving um, and sexy in certain ways. And these are just my friends, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's a whole next level that I've gotten to experience in the relationships I've cultivated Mm. over the last few years. And I don't deem any of them unsuccessful because we're not together anymore. They Mm. were incredibly successful Mm, relationships. So. So I've made a ton of mistakes and I'm a guy who's had to find his way into the dating world, totally green at a late age. And I've also happened to have some outrageous success with women along the way.
1: Excellent. Beautiful. And just again, for the sake of our listeners to discuss a deeper context, what's your relationship status? How would you define it? It's complicated. Uh, right now I'm actually in <laughs> a,
0: in Facebook a way. committed monogamous relationship with myself. Uh, yeah, it's me and me right now in a deep way. I actually I actually married myself on Valentine's Day, the first Valentine's Day I'd spent in like 13 years
1: mm-hmm. by myself.
0: Uh and uh yeah. So that's It's exciting, man. A monogamous relationship with me. I'm yeah. in celibacy.
1: Yeah. Well, that that's yeah. beautiful. That you know, when I met my partner Sylvie, uh, I met her at 41, which was in retrospect the first time I was ever really really ready deeply ready to do all that it took to, mm-hmm. uh, it was 41. And when I met her, it was, I think just a few months before I had very publicly, very loudly committed to being single and man, what a, I mean, it seemed revolutionary to me at the time, but it's like, why, why didn't, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? That would have been amazing. Totally. You know, just so anyway, man, that's cool. That's exciting to hear. Yeah. So let's dive in. Well, I'd like to start just by asking, what do you think are, you know, I tend to want to say, what's the one biggest challenge that men are facing dating today? But let's just, I'll throw it out there like that, but I'm, there's probably many challenges. But where do you guys like to start this conversation?
2: I think that's a good question. And Joshua and I might both have different responses. Joshua, I'm curious, what do you think is the one biggest challenge our men are experiencing in dating? Uh,
0: it's a lack of of self-worth. Mm. It's, it's a core the lack of self-worth goes both ways they both criticize themselves and get hard on themselves and then out of that lack of self-worth in themselves they're looking to a woman to something outside of them in mm-hmm. order to satisfy that emptiness inside themselves and that completely shoots any interaction with a woman in the foot because they're like they're hungry and they're needing something from her and they're trying to get this thing that they can't give themselves right so i would say it's a, like comes down to a lack of
2: self-worth let's say you robert what do I want to say? that I could go so many different directions with that question, but I want to go back to this piece that you brought up earlier, which is this myth that men are, are just horny all the time and women are kind of like chaste and pure and just this huge misunderstanding between the sexes, between men and women about what each really wants and a lot of misunderstanding around what's going to help them meet in the middle in a way that feels really good. For everybody involved
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I, one thing that i overwhelmingly notice and and joshua what you said the lack of self-worth man that shows up all across the spectrum uh robert you're pointing at like a confusion i know for me and my whole I, I didn't know what the hell in my case a woman wanted from me i thought i did yeah i thought she wanted the same thing i wanted from her yeah. essentially and i think in the deepest level that's true but You know, and kind of the way it plays out in initial dance and the, you know, the interactions, man, we were so on the same page or on the different pages about what we kind of wanted from each other. And so I just was utterly perplexed. Wow, man, it was so fascinating, though. I mean, we can I think this might be an interesting segue into this next conversation because, you know, I was a man that, you know, I was so comfortable around women as friends, three sisters, two moms, yeah, and so i I thought I knew what women wanted, but as friends and a brother, yeah, but not and what as would you intimate. have said that that was oh just a guy who's nice to them, you know who's kind generous Uh, respectful nice guy (laughs) nice guy nice guy gentlemanly again no sex not sexual is a nice guy guy who doesn't yeah and and bizarre like Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to fuck her which is insane why would would she be dating me if she didn't want me to want to fuck her as something event you know yeah so yeah so disoriented yeah you know so both you guys i see you both really clicking with that let's go
2: I love this topic, this relationship between nice guys and the friend zone. It's deep. I'm going to just lead with this piece that that was a big kind of slap on the face for me, which is the way that nice guys are actually really manipulative. Mm -hmm. The way that we hide our desires and we hide what's really going on inside of us, and we try to covertly manipulate (laughs) situations in order to get what we want. And in the case of the friend zone, what we really want is to fuck this woman, Typically, some version of that, right? I don't want to project onto every single guy. But we typically, we want sexual connection, physical interaction of some sort. And what's going on subconsciously, we're not usually aware of this, is like, maybe if I can befriend her well enough, she'll let me fuck her. She'll let me into her pants if I'm just a nice enough guy. Mm, yeah. If
0: I'm nice enough and not too threatening to her, right. and she depends on me emotionally, then maybe she'll open her legs to me too right That's it's right. the yeah. is the nice guy thing right which is basically just a super painful game of dancing around yeah. um, a relationship and trying to fit yourself into it um, instead of just owning what you desire which is one of the core tenets of the authentic dating secrets program is and i would have said my second would have been shame which is a lack of self-worth kind of issue as well and, and to your question of what men are facing because Men are so ashamed of their sexual desire, like desire itself is predatory instead of there being a whole huge, vast array of non-predatory ways or deliciously, mutually, consensually predatory ways that you can embody your desire, right? That have nothing to do with the sort of consent violations that get associated with it. And so when guys are able to just say what they really want without expecting her to want the same thing, without needing her to want the same thing, but just to show up authentic and in our bodies. Because what do we have to do to be around a woman we want to fuck and just be your friend? We have to numb out. We mm. have to shut down our body. We have to mm. go up into our head. Mm. Because if, our, if we let our body stay awake, our, our dick would be hard and we would be having these sensations, right? And so really what we would work with men a lot is de-shaming themselves around their sexuality, deeply like digging into the places where they're ashamed, Connecting with their bodies again, where they've sort of disappeared from in that shame, and learning how to express their desire without any sense of
2: demand energy. Which I just want to say, not doing that turns guys into the creep that they're so afraid to be often. Mm-hmm. Because women can feel when a man is hiding his desire on mm-hmm. some level, they know it, even if not consciously. Mm-hmm. And when a guy does own his desire and puts it on the table, he is leaving her at full informed consent. He's saying, here's something I would love. Do you want to do that with me? You can say yes, or you can say no. I'm not going to get butt hurt about it. I'm not going to throw a hissy fit. Yeah. There's guys, I've heard heartbreakingly too many stories from women about men who expressed a desire and then just got butt hurt when the woman didn't want that. Like, that's not what this is about. It's about saying, here's what I want. Do you want to do that? And- I truly have no expectations and I leave her at full informed consent. I'm doing her a massive service by being honest with her, right? This is about honesty ultimately.
1: And I, I love that there's a, like an embrace of paradox in this. And I think, you know, when it comes to relationship, doing paradox is where it's at. And what I'm hearing you both say, and, and I gave this assignment to a guy who'd been married for 10 years, 12 years. He was just going through a divorce and he hadn't had sex with his wife in years former military guy, wants to be a gentleman. Again, he's having all this, you know, awakening of desire and these women that he's, but he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, And he paralyzed and gave him this assignment, express your desire while simultaneously making sure these women know they don't have to do anything about it. You know, in whatever way that comes through. Like what you're saying, both of you, it's that paradox of claiming desire while simultaneously being, willing to not have it satisfied
2: yeah well and look brian it's only a paradox when we think that our desire is somehow harmful or bad or damaging right sure when there's shame around it it's only then that it's a paradox am i going to get butthurt if i'm going out if i've got like a bag full of cookies and i walk around on the street and offer a cookie to somebody and they say they say no
1: Well, paradox comes from, I learned this just recently, that paradox actually is a a word from ancient Greek that means against opinion, just means against opinion, against what we think to be true. And so, but once we understand what we're really talking about, it's no longer against opinion. Now, it's just just the new paradigm. Well, the paradox, I think that the paradox remains, the real paradox here is how to talk about
0: your desire without demanding something.
1: Yeah. Because
0: we're trained that like my desire is a, is a preamble to getting the thing I want, Uh, right?
2: And women are trained that way also.
0: And, and so men don't know, none of us have a sense of like desire is actually just its own. It's just information in your system and you can share that information and do with it what you want, right? So many of us are driven by our desire and the whole culture drives us toward externalized satisfaction and and a compulsive way of closing the gap between yourself and your desire constantly, right? Yeah, That's just what we do. And so we're working against a lot, but to learn how to both, on the one hand, open up your body, want what you want, feel your desire and just like, really enjoy being turned on and having these incredible sensations and things happening in your body. And two, to express that without any sense of obligating somebody to something. That's the paradox,
1: right? Yeah. Well, you know, this guy came back after doing this for a week and he said it was the best homework assignment he's ever been given to just what you're saying, just express with transparency and clarity and ownership of his experience while being willing to, well, I love how you languaged it, Joshua. It's like, this isn't a demand. It's is just a sharing. This is an offering, actually. It's an offering, not a demand. It's an invitation, not an obligation.
2: We call it desire without demand.
1: Desire without demand. Yeah. So let's even dive into this a little bit deeper or a little even more tangible and specific. So I'm a man, I'm dating, you know, I'm, I'm seeing whether women or men or, you know, whatever I'm doing, what does this actually mean? Because here's something that comes up a lot with men specifically is I don't know how to be vulnerable because when I'm vulnerable, sometimes like it, it seems like actually women are less attracted to me. If I share too much, if I'm too open and uh, what are the distinctions here? Like how does a man be vulnerable and authentic without (laughs) depolarizing or turning off someone.
2: You're bringing up all the perfect things dude, because this is exactly one of our other core principles which is own your value. And so to connect the dots here, let me explain it for a moment. One of the things we hear over and over again from women, which is what you're speaking to here is how depolarizing and how non-sexy it is for a woman, typically the women we talk to, again I speak in generalizations but there's always exceptions. Mm. But for every woman I've ever spoken to, it's extremely unsexy for her man to turn her basically into his mommy or his therapist. Not sexy. And the simple answer, and this is so much of what we provide, is to get supported, get resourced in other parts of your life than in your relationship. And this is something so many guys are trained not to do and so many guys fail to do. And it it's just, it's a lose, 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 lose.
0: And I want to take it even a step deeper because this is a huge piece. And I happen to be a guy who, I cry easily, man. I ball my eyes out. I'm a super vulnerable. I think I
2: cry even in more easily than Joshua.
0: Maybe. Maybe. We're going to have a cry contest at the end of this podcast, Robert. Who's so the biggest cry baby. <laughs> um, and, uh, cry and the man. thing is like, Excuse me. I'm deeply vulnerable with my women. With any woman in my life because that's intimacy i'm not hiding anything i'm not pretending anything but there's a very subtle but very vast line between sharing something vulnerable and hoping she's going to take care of you around it or she's going to affirm you or do something to help you feel better right or even sharing vulnerably to be a vulnerable sharer right any motivation that you have and any try to any attempt to get is going to put her in the position of your caretaker yeah. right? When There's a way of sharing my vulnerability, which is just like, see me, you get to see all of me and you're going to see me sharing tears. You're going to see me sharing rage. Sometimes you're going to see me sharing like utter exquisite sort of space holding and deep, potent, masculine penetrating presence, right? You're going to get the whole range of me and I'm not going to make you responsible for any of it, right? Radical ownership of that.
1: Yeah, I really hear it comes back to being an invitation, not an obligation, really. Being an invitation to dance and to do relationship at a certain level, not an obligation. You know, and I see this again a lot when men come to me and they come with pickup artist tricks. You know, just this morning I was working with a young man and he was saying, so I I was reading this book. I don't even want to name the book because it hurt me viscerally to hear the things that it was suggesting. But he was saying, you know, I need to be more of a mystery. I need to withdraw more. I need to not reach out for two or three days after a first date because it creates, that gets her pursuing me and it creates attraction. And I'm like, I'm screaming in my head, you know, tricks and games. And it's like, okay, look, yeah, that might create some attraction, but what are you attracting? What are you creating?
0: I love this, man, because I was just having a conversation with a friend about what pickup artistry sort of scripts and formats are the shadow of. Because it's an attempt to mimic something that's authentic in real life, right? But it's a performance of it. And what that is is sovereignty. It's a performance of sovereignty, right? Um, Sovereignty means like, I fucking own the ground I'm standing on. I own this ground in the sense that this is me, I'm here. Like I'm not trying to get or do or control or force or manipulate you in any way. I'm just me. And what that does is it creates polarity. When I can show up to a woman and be both vulnerable and also like tell her like she's got shit on her tooth, or whatever uncomfortable thing I know she doesn't want to hear when I'm willing to say anything that's real and true out of a place of like my own sovereignty, that's attractive. That's hot. Right. And so pickup artistry is this like big scripted attempt to try to force a sense of power dynamic and a sense of differentiation. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can be totally differentiated and super vulnerable at the same time. In fact, like the Zenith of both of those sits together.
2: Yeah, and let me just, again, tie that into what I was saying. Joshua's speaking to sovereignty. This is what you are. This is who you are when you have, as we call it in our framework, owned your value.
1: You know, this man that I was speaking with, he was saying, you know, I'm too emotionally available, so I need to be less emotionally available. And I'm hearing him say these words, and I'm cringing on the inside. And I'm telling him that, you know, I'm coaching him, and I'm working with him, and I'm saying, dude, your emotional availability is a gift is a fucking gift on a planet that is dominated by largely emotionally unavailable men. Has there been a woman ever
2: who says, you know, I really wish I could find a man who was less emotionally. God, where are the unavailable men, (laughs) right? The emotionally unavailable
1: men. And in a world full of emotionally unavailable men, there are a lot of women who are used to emotionally unavailable men and who Mm -hmm. will be attracted to that. But then we're just recreating the pattern over and over and over. And what we're working on is, is, and I know this is what I love about your guys' work and what you're doing and what we're talking about here is his job is not to be less emotionally available. God, no. His work is to be be able to hold his own emotions more and then share them in ways that are, again, an invitation. And and not every person or partner or woman or this is even going to be able to go to those places and learn the discernment around, okay, who can dance with me in this way and who can't, right? So it's, yeah yeah. anyway and go ahead
2: robert and nor should you expect them to that's again just placing demand and obligation on the relationship and connecting to back to what i was saying this is why it's so important to get into community with other men to do your work with other men to be around guys who are on that path of seeking their own sovereignty and owning their own value yeah and to get resourced so that, like, I've got emotional stuff that I need to dump out sometimes, and I can take it somewhere else and process that effectively and show up clean, clear, grounded, and more sovereign to my relationship.
0: Well, and I want to I also counterbalance that with, there are a lot of women who are saying, I need a less emotionally available man. Like, there's a whole movement of that happening because as men, sort of later than women, women have been exploring their masculine for a long time right? They have to inhabit their masculine to get around in this world for the most part, right? In this patriarchal society. Men have not been exploring their feminine for nearly as long, right? And so we have all these guys who are doing the developmental thing, which is a good thing, which is going into their feminine, feeling their feelings, expressing emotionally, and they become feminized, right? And that kills the polarity in the relationship because the guys are becoming feminized, the women are getting masculized and getting hard and and taking lead, And it just tweaks a lot of the sexual and and really the organic chemistry of the relationship. And so one of the things that we also are stand for, and it's part of owning your value, is really anchoring in your fucking Mm masculine, connecting with other men, spending time with other dudes, and getting in your body, and just also just knowing how to hold those boundaries and and be clear, right? Because that's the kind of leadership, that kind of masculine, like walking in and penetrating the situation and then holding space for whatever arises. You know, whether you're approaching your woman, where you're coming home from a long day at work, whether you're stepping into a conflict that, you know, you're going to say something that she's not going to like, like in all of these places, when men can penetrate with leadership and then hold space for what arises, then they're polarizing into their masculine and not getting lost in the emotions and the feelings and, and uh, getting too stuck there and squelching the polarity in the relationship.
2: And I want to say that a guy who's really good at losing himself and his emotions,
1: that guy's not emotionally available either. Right. Certainly not emotionally present to what she's going through or the other person's going through. It's, It's all about him still. Now, you make a really great point earlier. You said this a few times, both of you, about the importance of gathering with other men. And, you know, for a long time, I'm 45 now, and I didn't really start. In fact, I was so turned off from being with other men because what does being around other men mean? For me, it means It meant drinking alcohol, looking at ass. I remember there was a guy I worked with back in Miami many years ago. We'd have lunch together when I lived in Miami and we'd have lunch together sometimes. And all we would talk about is sports and ass. I love sports and I love ass, but I need more depth in my conversation. There's so much more to the world. So what you guys are pointing at and what I want to say about this is it matters the men you hang out with also. Mm-hmm. It matters yeah. the men. What's the conversation we're having? If you're going to hang out with men who are just all into pickup artistry, that's what you're going to learn. And maybe that's a stepping stone you need to step on. And that's fine. Not, that's why I'm not against it. But I, I think and I want to hear from the two of you. So you know, what do you cultivate in your gatherings of men in this authentic dating men dating program? in your experience, what are you cultivating that men generally aren't going to find amongst the other men who are just as clueless as they are?
2: You want to hit that one first, Joshua?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing, uh, this phrase keeps going
0: through my head today, and it's just like, hang out with badass men all the time. Hang out with badass men. Hang out with men who inspire you. Hang out with men who are um, sharing your values. Spend more time with guys who are going after it like you are. And it takes a lot of courage because you're going to pivot away from loyalty relationships that might not be serving you, right? But when when we bring our guys together, they're a group of guys who are all interested in growing and are all interested in showing up, looking like honestly at themselves and really being called out and called in from their bullshit and ready to live bigger and more boldly than ever before. So that container alone, whatever else we do in that container is secondary to that gathering point fact we're all here to do the same thing and then we do a lot of great work with the guys within that container around getting really honest and owning their their feelings owning their vulnerability looking at their shame and their rage and their resentment and we also do a lot of like how to how to stand the fuck up and take a deep breath and and straighten your spine and really get into your body in a way that's empowering and strengthening and emboldening and deeply masculine so yeah we run the gamut around that
1: Beautiful. So, okay, well, we've been kind of talking high level a lot, which is so important because I love context and I think it's, you know, talking about the bigger picture. It's kind of like the map. What map are we working with? Where are we on the in the game here? And I'm curious, I'd love to know from you guys because there's a million things we could talk about and I'm curious, you know, to know more about your dating program and all of that, but let's frame it this way. What are the three key takeaways that you want our listeners to leave with, and I know it sounds like I should say more things after that because of the way I just, my tone, but I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) What are the three key takeaways that you guys want our listeners to leave with?
2: For the guy listening, what do we want the top three takeaways Mm -hmm. to be? And I know you have a lot of women who listen too, but we'll speak to the guys for right now.
1: And also, you know, I want to be mindful. We have, not everyone's heterosexual either.
2: Oh yeah. 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 And as a side note, that's been a challenge for us. I, in my private work, I've done a lot of work with gay men. We've had some gay men, bisexual men come through our programs. And what does it mean to speak so directly to straight dudes but still create an inclusive space for men of other sexual orientation? That's something we're really in the inquiry around. So anybody who's listening who's not totally straight. You're on our minds. You're on our heart. Celebrate and, you.
1: Uh, yeah. And, and you know what? Actually, I want to backtrack for a second. Thank you for saying that and acknowledging yeah. that. But I actually want to ask this one question. I think this is really interesting. As a man is dating, he is going to meet people and he's going to meet a person at some point that he's like, okay, I want to go deeper with this one. What do you think is like the biggest struggle or the, one of the, some of the challenges or one or two of the like, greatest challenges that a man faces in the transition from just dating to actual relationship?
2: There's a few different types of guy that we tend to work with, so maybe we can speak a little bit to each type. There's, Joshua spoke to this in his introduction, there's guys who are coming out of a marriage and a divorce, learning how to get back into the dating game after 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. That's a whole thing and carries its own set of challenges with it. There's kind of what I'll call your average nice guy, dude, who's just ashamed of his desire. And then we also work with guys who are good at getting some level of results with women. They're able to get sex and they're able to have, you know, sexual relationships with women, but finding a woman to really go deep with, really create a relationship, really, you know, these are all distinct categories well, of dudes. Mm-hmm. There's so many directions I could go with this because it's different it's different things for different guys for some guys it's it's a shame it's just like shame to say like hey I want to take this relationship deeper this comes into play a lot in the friend zone it's it's the fear of expressing that there is sexual desire and that hey I actually do want a relationship and the shame surrounding that so that's one type of guy that's not all the guys we work with but it's many of them curious what you have to mm-hmm. say Joshua
0: well It's a fascinating question, and I think that guys are really lucky to sort of to get to grapple with. You know what? What a great thing to to be connected to somebody you want to go deeper with, and it just comes down again to the exact same principles. It's like honesty: are you willing to be vulnerable? A life can be measured by how many difficult conversations you're willing to have. Like the true value of a life, how much you're willing to risk for what you really want, right? So if you know you want somebody, then Being just honest about it, again, without any sense of demand or obligation, is the scariest, truest thing to do. Mm. You know, One of these things that we talk to our men about all the time, and it never gets old in a relationship, is what's the scariest, truest thing you can do or say next? And there are a lot of guys who just don't ever get there. There are a lot of guys who either are frozen at the gate and can't even talk to a woman, much less ask her, you know, to connect more, much the less sort of escalate in a date, much the less actually maintain a level of intimacy and connection that would bring us to the point where we'd want to talk about going deeper, right? So there's a lot of guys who are, are, are there. There's a lot of guys who are constantly choosing women in the dating world who feel really safe and uh, who don't like make your heart race and make you feel a little bit like insecure Right. Mm -hmm. They're moving away from that feeling of insecurity. That was me for a long time. I've settled in in many relationships because I wanted to feel safe and I wanted to feel kind of in control. Like I wanted it less. The person who wants it less is kind of in control
1: of the currency. Right. And I noticed just just shadow
0: old paradigm stuff.
1: uh, I I want to just sort of acknowledge I noticed that for me that I wasn't, for many years, I wasn't asking out the women I really wanted to ask yeah. out because I had these stories playing in my mind. Oh, I don't have enough money to actually date the woman I really want. I don't have I don't yeah. have the job. I don't have the yeah. this. I don't have the that. She won't. And that fucked me up royally.
2: Yep. I'm not worthy. And that's a lot of guys that we work with. Yeah. Is that I, I don't have enough status, money, not good looking enough. And Joshua's got this story that he loves telling. Do you want to tell the story about your, was your college girlfriend and the
0: Oh yeah, the story I love telling about when my girlfriend cheated on me with this like 300 pound guy in college, right? <laughs> like I like, I was racked with insecurity in college. I was just as relatively good-looking as I am now, and my girlfriend literally cheated on me with this uh with this dude who was just he was totally overweight, but he was super confident, fucking knew himself, was slinging drugs and had a lot of money too, but like that mm. uh, all of that aside, like it came down to the fact that like he looked better cuz he had more, he is it more embodied and more confident mm, in himself? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but you know, we've all sold ourselves short, and that's a lot of that's a lot of what guys do. And this whole dating process, from beginning to end, this whole relationship process, kind of comes down to what are you willing to risk? Like, you're not going to stay mm-hmm. safe. There's no safe place in the game of life or really honest, real relationship. Like, every single next move is going to be a risk of some kind if you're getting real and you're going after what you want. So really building the confidence and courage to do that. And we do that in a really developmentally like skillful, chill way. Guys aren't even allowed to get women's phone numbers or ask for any contact information for like for weeks into our program, right? Mm -hmm, I like that. Because it's not about that. It's about connection. It's about slowing down. It's about enjoying Mm -hmm. the moment with someone. And we build that up really slowly to the place where guys can really actually own for themselves what they want in relationship. What do you actually want, bro? Why do you even want a relationship, my dear listener? Mm -hmm. What do you want in that relationship? What's it going to look like and feel like and taste like? What's the sex going to be like? Like, Do you have a sense of that? Because if you don't and you're just going in there sort of hoping to get a relationship generic sort of symbol, then you're kind of headed for disaster or nothing.
2: And this is what we call terms. This is another place we do deep work with the dude is getting really clear on who you are, what you're about and what you want. And recognizing when what you're doing or who you're with isn't in alignment with that, and it's not about being a dick and like cutting people out, but it is about making really clear choices about who and what you're bringing into your life.
1: Yeah,
0: I want to I want to do one little do-over on that question though, Brian, before we pivot, because the first thing that came to mind when you were like what does a guy face when he's going to go deeper with a woman? I was like, oh, man, telling all the other women who love my dick that they're not going to get me anymore.
1: (laughs) Dude, well, the struggle is real. (laughs) But that's for real. I mean, you know, what happened for me in going deeper with Sylvie, there was a part of me, and I didn't even know this was happening. I actually had to grieve being single. I didn't even know. I was so ready for a relationship and here is this extraordinary woman that I've I've finally realized in my head there's no better out there anymore. There might be different, there is different, but there ain't better. And I had to grieve for the first year or two, not just the loss. I mean, god, I was so used to being a one-person system and, you know, to be a two-person we mind, that's a whole other deal. And so what you said Joshua, it's so important. I think men need to know this that just because you meet the person who fucking rocks your world and you're like, I've been waiting for you forever, you, you still have, you probably have some grieving to go through just the same.
0: Yeah. You probably have some grieving to go through. And just because that's happening, it doesn't even mean you're supposed to be in a relationship with that person either, right? Here's the weird thing what I've learned there's like these, uh, these hierarchical levels of, of desire and, and relationship, right? At first, it was like, oh man. I'm attracted to her and she's attracted to me. It's on, let's go, right? And then it was like, okay, we're attracted to each other. Oh, and and like we share a lot of the same things. We're on the same frequency. Okay, it's on, let's go. And then it was like, we're, we're attracted to each other. We share the same things and the sex is amazing, right? And we're in love. We love each other. And none, none of those are still even necessarily mean that you're going to be partners or do some committed thing together, right? and part of that is about knowing what you really want but so many guys and i'm just talking about myself have like jumped at the woman who showed them affection first right or like mm-hmm. there's like some way that we don't give ourselves permission to be discerning relationship is is a skill like any other and we get better with practice and somehow we seem to have this idea that we're supposed to be good at it already or that but we get to like we get to break some eggs making the omelet we get to experiment mm-hmm. and meet different women and feel different sorts of into different worlds, different futures, different realities with these women, and then make conscious choices, you know, yeah. as long as we're being honest about it from the very beginning. And that's important for a lot of guys to create permission around it. Cause we think I got to show up. Like I'm going to just going to be committed to her. She's not going right. to give me the poontang, you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is a big piece and, for um, a lot of guys is, It comes back to terms of showing up from moment one, being super honest and super transparent about where you're at and what you want, and is she willing to play that with you? A lot of guys think that there aren't women out there who want to play the same game they want to play, so they think they have to hide it, and it's never, ever true. And it only ever causes pain for everybody involved.
1: Yeah, one of the distinctions I often work with, even with couples, really, more so than singles, because it just sort of seems to, there's more of a rub here with couples, is... I find that in heterosexual couples, a lot of times men, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, will, will kind of hide the truth a little bit so as to preserve the peace. And that always has the opposite effect. And I explained this to a man who was, again, he would—he was just caught in this pattern of doing this thing that he knew was no big deal. It was no threat to the relationship. It just involved, I mean, he would have a couple drinks and his wife was very, it was very trigger happy for her just because of her childhood and different things. And he knows nothing and, but she'd always find out, and he'd lie some more, and, and it's just he didn't understand. She didn't, And what I was able to put together and even see in my own pattern was that when I'm not honest with her, even the things that I don't think are a big deal, she has no idea what reality we're dealing with. Yep. She has no g- solid ground to stand on with me, and that makes her feel utterly unsafe. Totally. And
2: again, it comes down to a consent question. It's, am I providing the opportunity for us to have a fully consensual relationship here where we she knows exactly what's going on and she gets to make some choices based on that
0: that's right and in all of these cases man whether you're talking to a woman you just met and you have desire for her or you're coming home from having done the thing that was sneaky and you're not telling her she fucking feels it she knows it in her body already and if you don't put that on the table you're actually sort of feeding a sort of unhealthy and weird dynamic energetically right that's what feels so good about being with a man around a man who's congruent and who just says it like it is, and yeah. because her body feels all the stuff that's yeah. really happening. And if you're trying to hide it, it's
1: just confusing for everyone. And, and is honest with kindness, totally. right? Yeah. Because honesty without kindness is just often cruel. Yeah, care, right? True. But likewise, kindness without honesty is just manipulating. Yeah, manipulative and controlling and and all that. So. All right, guys, let's I want to wrap up with the three key takeaways and then just a little bit more talk about your program. Who's it really for? So three key takeaways. What do you want our listeners to take from this?
2: Uh, First takeaway that I would want a guy to take away from this is that your honesty is one of the sexiest things that you can bring to a woman right up front. Uh, I'm I'm just going to leave it there.
1: I love it. Yeah. Like that yeah
2: and I, I would also
0: um, hope that um, guys take away that your desire is good, yeah mm. your cock yeah. is good man your mm. your hunger for sex and connection is good, and it's yours. You get to cultivate mm. an exquisite relationship with that yeah. and then share it with the lucky ones
2: yeah yeah like and that. last thing I want to say, we've spoken to this peripherally. we haven't directly addressed it. If there's time, as we're talking about our program, I would love to share a, a client success story because the third takeaway that I want to say here is that, guys, your dating and relating and sex world gets to be so much better than you could have ever imagined. There are extraordinary possibilities available when you choose to seize an opportunity and step forward into doing the inner work to becoming a more grounded man, to becoming a more emotionally available man, to becoming a more present and honest man. Oh, my God. The opportunities for emotional intimacy, the opportunities for sexual intimacy, they're off the freaking charts.
1: My relationship with Sylvie, we're five years together now. And I was single from basically 36 to 41 before I met her. And those years were some of the most potent times of exploration, experimentation, that, you know, confronting my fear, all that shit. I wouldn't be with Sylvie if it weren't for those, for that era of my life and doing deep work with men, you know? So tell us more about the Authentic Man Dating Program. Who's it for? What, what, what are they going to experience there?
2: Yeah, it's called Authentic Dating Secrets. Authentic ahead, Dating Secrets. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, um, you know,
0: to essentialize it, don't do it alone, which is the segue. Like guys are so stuck trying to figure it out on their own. And one of the most fun things to do is to join a, a tribe of guys who are, who are sharing the journey with you, to get connected, to be in contact with, the, with men like you who are, who are focused on what you're focused on. So we have this um, 11-week virtual container where we're co- to, together for 90 minutes a week. Most of the calls are just the dudes. And we are doing things ranging from figuring out what your terms are as a man and what you really want in a relationship to doing some communication and presence work. Presence just being the gold, right? Your presence is the greatest gift you can give. It's the value you have to give in the world, fundamentally. And also some of the deeper emotional work While balancing it out with all of these great experiments, we send the guys out into the world to do that stretch them, that stretch them one sort of one inch at a time into more and more sort of vulnerable and fun and interesting experiences. And we do that on a a really sustainable level and uh, hold the guys accountable to their commitments in the program, which is always fun. I know that I work out harder every time I go get a trainer who's giving me a workout and holding me accountable to my reps. You know, it's no different. Um, when it comes to a program like this.
2: Yeah. I want to say we also have two calls where we actually bring women in to work with the men around kind of healing the wounds between the divide between men and women. And we have another call that we call Dancing with Desire, which is about flirtation and play and just expectationless presence. And these calls are hot. They're mm. hot off the charts. Yeah. I mean, we they, we actually had to make those call formats a
0: public format so now we actually do that as well we do these so every couple of months we'll do a call between men and women where a couple of calls where we're doing reconciliation and healing work and then getting really really deep into desire without demand and outrageously sexy conversations right
1: is this primarily for heterosexual men would you say authentic dating secrets is yeah and is there a deadline
2: we run the program on a regular basis so okay you know at any point when the guys reach out to us, we'll likely be close to, relatively close to a point where we're starting a new posse of dudes yeah. to bring through this training.
0: Yeah, and we're, we're going to run a cohort starting in April. Um, that's going to be okay. our
1: next cohort. So. Okay, good. So whenever you listen into this, in any case, go check out, what's the
2: website? com slash Brian with a Y.
1: Yeah, that, you put the slash Brian after it so that we know where you came from and we know how cool you are.
2: Yeah, and, and here's what I, I want to give you a little more context. When you go to that page, uh, we actually have a webinar that we've created where we, Joshua and I, we've interviewed women about what women really want from men. Like We're dispelling all these myths that so many men hold about women, about sexuality, about desire, about attraction, and getting the real honest juice from these women. And then what we do with these conversations is we break them down and we say, here's the main takeaway from this particular conversation with this woman, and here's what you can do in order to uh, do that and be that. So it's, it's, it's a really cool webinar. So when you go to AuthenticDatingSecrets.com slash Brian with a Y, you'll have the chance to just enter your name and email, and we'll, we'll let you watch that webinar. It's pretty smoking hot.
0: Yeah, it's a great first step. And of course, after that, you're welcome to jump on a call with either Robert or myself to talk about your dating life and get you dialed in on a clear plan of how to meet your particular growth edge around dating right where you're at. Start to feel some movement there.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Gentlemen, this has been fantastic. I love being in conversation with men in this way. This is so needed. And so, you know, I, again, I, I just, I'll walk away from here just feeling really good that there are men like you in the world doing this work, helping other men date from a place of authenticity, honesty, clarity, and, and but love and kindness and generosity of spirit. And man, it is so needed in the world. So thank you both so much for taking this on full on. I so appreciate both of you. Yeah,
2: love the opportunity to have the conversation, Brian. It's been great. Really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: I appreciate you so much.
0: And the community that you've really called around yeah. you with this podcast. Like it's a testament to what an incredible you know, man you are and the, the people you bring in to see what incredible people are listening consistently to your podcast. I love it. And thank you for holding this space.
1: I appreciate the acknowledgement. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to Joshua Hathaway and Robert Schwinkler. Again, find Joshua and Robert in their Authentic Dating Secrets program. AuthenticDatingSecrets.com forward slash Brian, B R Y A N. You know, if you are now dating, whether you're just getting started or you've been in that wacky dance a long time, definitely consider working with them. Both my partner, Sylvie, and I, before we met, we both were paying many thousands of dollars working with coaches, doing workshops and trainings, you know, learning all kinds of new insights, skills, and practices that really set the stage, not just for our meeting but for us to powerfully navigate the tricky dating phase into the relationship phase as well. And here we are, five years later. So consider working with these two good men, www.authenticdatingsecrets.com forward slash Ryan, B-R-Y-A-N. And of course, if you can't write that down, don't worry. That link and any other resources, as well as Joshua's and Robert's three key takeaways will be in the show notes at brianreeves.com forward slash men this way podcast. And also this summer, I invite you to join me in Norway for the Kings of the North men's retreat. It will be one of the most fun and inspiring weeks of your adult life, nestled in the glorious mountains just north of Oslo, where the summer sky stays light till midnight and starts to glimmer again at 3am, and where you'll be inspired alongside a small group of like-minded men, including myself, to go on an inner journey deeper into your authenticity and your power. And we'll just get to play around too in the absurd and very necessary ways that adult men need to play. And Lord knows I need more play in my life and I would bet that you do too. Go to brianreeves.com forward slash Norway for information. It is ridiculously low priced for an all-inclusive retreat with incredible food. So get on it. I am co-facilitating with my friend ivind And it's going to be amazing. Join me in Norway this summer. And, you know, if you're listening this in the time of the coronavirus, we do have a pandemic policy. So go learn all about it at brianreeves.com forward slash Norway. Finally, if you were served by this and think others should hear it too, please share this episode or just write a review on your favorite podcast app so that you too can lead more men this way. And don't forget to subscribe yourself while you're at it. I am your thriving life and relationship coach, Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y, Reeves. Until soon, keep your head up, your breath relaxed, and your thoughts inspired.